It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Today I have a special guest, Joe Howell. Joe is the former executive vice president at Workiva. He's now retired. And I visited with Joe on the idea or issues around boards and governance and compliance. I know you'll enjoy this interview with Joe Howell on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. What is the role of the Board of Directors in management of a best practices compliance program? Where does tone at the top start? With any public or most private U.S. companies, it should start with a Board of Directors. But once again, what is the role of the Board of Directors in overseeing compliance? First, a board should not engage in management, but should engage in oversight of the compliance function. The board does this through asking hard questions, risk assessments, and identification. So what are six general principles to help a board guide a board through the area of risk governments? It can be summarized as the follows. Define the board's role. There must be a mutual understanding between the board, CEO, CCO, and senior management of the board's responsibilities. Two, foster a culture of risk management. All stakeholders should understand the risks involved and manage such risk accordingly. Three, incorporate risk management directly into a strategy. Oversee the design and implementation of risk evaluation and analysis. Four, help define a company's appetite for risk. All stakeholders need to understand the company's appetite or lack thereof for risk. Five, how to execute the risk management process. Maintain an approach that is continually monitored and has continuing, continuing accountability. Six, how to benchmark and evaluate the process. Systems need to be installed, which allow for evaluation and modification of risk management processes as more information becomes available or facts or assumptions change. All of these factors can be easily adapted to the compliance and ethics risk management oversight. Initially, it is important that a board receive direct access to such information on a company's policies on the issue of compliance. A board should have a quarterly or semi-annual report from the company's CCO to the compliance committee. Every board should create a compliance committee to deal with compliance issues as an audit committee more appropriately deals with financial audit issues. A board compliance committee can devote itself exclusively to non-financial compliance. The board's oversight role should be to receive such regular reports on the structure of the company's compliance programs, its actions, and self-evaluations. From this information, the board can give oversight to any modification <clears throat> to managing compliance risks that should be implemented. 
CCO reporting to the compliance committee should be structured carefully to promote ethics and compliance. So what are some best practices around reporting? One, quarterly reports. The CCO should report in person to every to the committee every quarter. Two, executive session. Every quarterly report should be concluded with an executive session where the CCO and the compliance committee can have a frank discussion about any potential issues. Three, sitting in on other reports. The CCO should sit in on a committee meeting where other important officers report to the compliance committee. Four, informal relationship. A CCO should actively maintain an ongoing informal relationship with the chairman of the compliance committee. And five, annual report to the full board. CCO should report to the full board at least once per year. The compliance committee quarterly reports are important, but the full board needs to hear about the challenges and risks facing the company, as well as improvements needed for the ethics and compliance program. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, a board compliance committee should provide oversight, not management. And that's uh, sometimes difficult as many board members or former senior executives who have previously engaged directly in management, but a board must provide a structured oversight for the uh, compliance function. Two, a CCO should use multiple reports to communicate with the board compliance committee. Uh, This should be multiple ways of reporting, multiple types of reporting, both data analytics and qualitative reports should be included as well. This should be a part of your overall quarterly reporting package, but you should work with your compliance committee chair to determine what, uh, not only what they want, but help guide them and understand their role in oversight. It may be difficult or they may not know what their role is regarding compliance, but with some of the recent decisions from the uh, Delaware Supreme Court, particularly around the Bluebell case, there have been clear uh, guidelines and parameters put in place for a compliance committee. And then finally, a board compliance committee oversight should make a company's uh, compliance program more efficient and at the end of the day, more profitable. And why is board oversight uh, help increase profitability? Well, if you think about uh, the board oversight as a compliance internal control, you begin to see how the improvement of the processes around uh, boards, uh, excuse me, around compliance can be facilitated by more thorough board involvement through the oversight process. So it's one more step which will uh, make more effective compliance equating to more efficient processes within an organization. And at the end of the day, the company will become more profitable. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, where in the month of August, we're going to take a look at the role of the Board of Directors in a Best Practices Compliance Program. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, for sponsoring this month's series. This production of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will join me again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.